0: The title of this conference is Mary is the gate to enter the path of the cross. It was given by Mrs. Lourdes Pinto at the Love Crucified Conference in April of
1: 2012. What our Lord had me focus then for the retreat is actually Mary, the gate. The Holy Spirit a few weeks ago brought me back again to this book. The Spirit and the Bright They Come. Conchita is like the foundation of our spirituality and the cross. But very much at the beginning, back in 2000, Father had had this book since the beginning, 1982. Okay? But he gave me this book to read at the beginning of the foundation of Love Crucified in 07 or 08. I read it for the first time. I read it many, many, many times over. But I want to share something that happened when I just read it again, the whole book. The past two weeks I've been contemplating this book again. When I read it in 2007, Father, Jordy, and Tessie and another woman were on pilgrimage. I read some pages I'm going to read to you. And I thought, Father, a message from Father Gobi. This is the missionary of the cross. But what was amazing to me now when I read it again, I said, this book is a prophetic book that explains how the reign of the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the new Pentecost is going to come about. What's amazing is that we are fulfilling completely everything that's in this book. Even the the, the Bible verses, he goes into the word of the cross is the power of God. It's amazing. But here I see how clearly we have been led. So I'm going to use this book as a reference now. <laughs> Okay? i go now. If you have your manual, I'm going to go to page 4. Prepare the way for the reign of the Holy Spirit. I'm only going to cover the first three paragraphs right now because they really focus on our Blessed Mother. It says, our Lord tells us His Little Mustard Seed, I need you. Now that's important for those of you that are new. Our Lord has said to us, I need you. Those were words that came from our Lord to us. Why? how can it be that God needs us? In order to understand these words, we need to look at our Blessed Mother. Our Blessed Mother is the Mother of God, and as our Church teaches us, she is also co redemptrix She is also the perfect victim, united as one to the victim. In Mary's Fiat, totally yours, Father, she gives her all. She gives her will to the Father and becomes one with her Son, Jesus Christ. Mary, more than any other, fulfills perfectly what St. Paul writes in Romans 8, 17. And if children and heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him. Mary lives her entire life as the mother of God. Suffering perfectly for love in union with her son. That is why we see Mary's heart with thorns piercing it. She participates in Jesus' interior crucifixion as Jesus teaches Venerable Conchita. And she also participates as one with him at the foot of the cross when the words of Simeon come to fulfillment and the sword pierces the heart of Mary. Here is the perfect union of suffering with the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Union with His crucified love. Thus, she is co-redemptrix, cooperating with Jesus in the redemption of the world. St. Paul writes to the Colossians in 124, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. And in my flesh I complete what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body. That is, how can he complete what is lacking in Christ's afflictions if the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the God-man, is perfect, pure, and holy? We know that only through the sacrifice of Christ we are redeemed, restored, and made new. It is only through the blood of the blameless Lamb, our Lord Jesus Christ, that we are purified and brought to life. Our suffering in and of itself is useless, but God from the beginning of time willed, because of immense love and mercy for us, that the perfect sacrifice of his Son be completed, be fulfilled through his body, the church, which is each one of us. The sacrifice of our life, united as one to the word of the cross, becomes the power of God. This is exactly what our Blessed Mother lives. To the perfect sacrifice of her Son, Jesus Christ, Mary unites herself by suffering all as victim with the victim. She becomes co-redemptrix. Mary participates in the sacrifice of the land by bringing her own body, her own sacrifice, into the sacrifice of the land. Mary suffers with Jesus as the preeminent member of his body, the Church. As our mother, she is teaching us, guiding us, and showing us the way as Church, as the Bride of Jesus Christ. Christ's afflictions are lacking in the sense that his entire body, the Church, continues to suffer. As such, we, each member of his body, must join all our sufferings to him so he can continue the work of redemption through us. Okay? Pretty much, that summarizes everything. (laughs) So I'm going to go into a few little details about this. Our Lord taught me a few days ago about the path in a different way. I was here at Mass one morning, and Maria goes to Mass every morning with her little one, Jojo. So that Maria could have a little time with the Blessed Sacrament, I took Jojo for a walk. But I wanted to take him far enough where she couldn't hear him, so she could really pray. So we went through the path. Um, I don't know if some of you have gone through it. Go to the cemetery. It's a beautiful path where the Stations of the Cross are the sorrowful mysteries. And I had Jojo by the hand. I'm going to tell you what our Lord taught me when I came back from the path. Our Blessed Mother is the one that brings us into the path, that leads us, that guides us, and protects us in the path. I had Jojo by the hand. Now, as we're walking in the main path, there were some paths that would would go other paths. And he wanted to go on every single path that went off the main path. (laughs) And I thought, how interesting. I had to take them by the hand and bring them back to the main path. But I found myself at times very curious, thinking, I wonder (laughs) where that path leads to. And our Lord even revealed to me my own curiosity, that many times that is our human nature. Our Lord showed us the way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Our Lord showed us the path, the main path, the only path that leads us to heaven. It is the way of the cross. But many times, our own curiosity, the the allurements of the flesh, bring us into deviating from the main path. And our Blessed Mother is the one that gently, if we allow her, through consecration, brings us back to the main path. Then, there was a point in the path that was to the side, but it wasn't a bad place. We had to go way down, take steps way down. If you go, it's beautiful. It's a spring there, and there is a swing. <clears throat> and Jojo wanted to go down there. I said, that looks like a good place to me. So we both went. I sat on the swing, and I realized this is a place of rest. And I, you know, and, and you could hear the water drinking. It was beautiful. And then after I rested, I went back up and our Lord showed me that when we are in the path, it's difficult at times. Because some places in the path was steep and I had to really struggle with Jojo, you know, to go up. And those are the trials, the difficulties, the challenges, the sufferings at times. But our Lord is so good to us. He gives us times of rest, of consolation. Retreats.
0: (laughs) Retreats. <laughs>
1: That's where we were down there. But we couldn't stay there. We had to come back and continue walking. But then something very interesting happened. All of a sudden, Jojo got tired. And he plunks himself on the floor. <laughs> and he said, <says>, I'm tired! <laughs> and I'm looking and like, I can't carry you. and I said but what I had to do was coax him you know I had to encourage him come on Jojo you're strong you can do it you know with your muscles and he was tired you don't want to continue and then our Lord showed me that's us we get exhausted this life of the victim's soul is you know, they're like,
2: man, I'm looking at you man. <laughs> they're not
1: enough I, <laughs> I don't want to continue
2: <laughs> that's us, just like Jojo
1: and it's so beautiful because our Lord showed me that is community mm-hmm. that is our blessed mother and our Lord working through each of us that tells us, come on Jimena, you can do it Okay, come on, we're doing this together. We're supporting you with one another, with prayers. And it is that encouragement that keeps us walking through the path. And what's beautiful also, so all of these lessons was from my walk with Jojo. <clears throat> there is a section here that says, I'm going to read you the words in Ephesians, that says, um, through the cross. I think it's the next section. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read you the Bible. It's on page 6. In Ephesians 2 it says, In his own flesh he abolished the law with its commands and precepts to create in himself one new man from us who had been to and to make peace, reconciling us, both of us, to God in one body through the cross which put that enmity to death. To me, no longer two but one. He's saying it right here. What is the path that our Lord is leading us through so we become and live our motto? Suffer all with me, no longer two but one, in my sacrifice of love. It's through the cross. But you need to pay attention to one word that St. Paul uses. The preposition through. Through is very significant. Because St. Paul could have said, provided you come to the cross, you gaze at the cross. Those are all important things. But he uses the word through. In order to go through anything, you have to enter it. And whenever you go through anything, it leads you to a different place when you go through a tunnel you end up somewhere else on the other side now it's interesting the path that went on with Jojo we never made it through the whole path I still don't know what's on the other side (laughs) which is also significant because our Lord showed me we're on a journey what's on the other side we know is heaven those of us that go through the cross on earth, that's the lives of all the saints. They went through the cross. They entered, they became one with the crucified.
0: They suffered with him.
1: And they received the crown of glory. That is our path. That is the path for the whole church. But that is specifically our path of the crucified with the mission to teach it to many especially our priests. Our Lord suffers greatly because it is the role of the shepherds to bring many to the path, to guide them through the cross to the path and they're failing in this. Okay? So that is very significant for the cross.
2: So I'm going to read
1: to you something our Lord said. me back in 2011 concerning our Blessed Mother. He first showed me a treasure chest. And I picked, it was full of shells. And I picked one shell and I opened it. And in the shell when I opened it, I saw one pearl. And it was of a bluish gray color. And then our Lord said this, Receive the pearl of Mary in your heart. Mary is your Queen Mother. She is perfect purity, holiness. She
2: is one
1: in the life of the Trinity above all the angels and saints. She is the perfect human being perfected in the image and likeness of God. She possesses the Holy Spirit fully. Therefore, she possesses in perfect unity the Father and the Son She is the pure vessel of my precious blood. Therefore, all graces flow from her as the vessel of the wellspring in the most holy trinity. She is your mother and advocate before me and our father. Every son and daughter who opens their heart to her to receive her spiritual milk will come to know the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit which live in her. Come every day to your mother's feet to receive from her pure milk, and you will come to know and love my spirit. Now, that's very important. And that's why I'm focusing on our blessed mother. In a few minutes, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about her relationship with the Holy Spirit. But there is, Mary is the one that can introduce us most perfectly to the third person of the Trinity the Holy Spirit my brothers and sisters we in this world on earth are called to come to know the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ we are really called to know our Father and we are called to know and love the Holy Spirit And Mary wants to make him more alive to us, to really know this third person. In this book, The Spirit and the Brights Take Come, on page 34 through 36, I'm going to read you a message from Father Gobi. Father Kosticki and Father Porell write that this message of our baby to Father Golo is very much a continuation of the message of Fatima to priests. The message of Fatima is very significant to our spirituality and and I'm going to share with you that in a second. It's kind of a long message but I think it's so important. This was from 1979. Our Blessed Mother says, Beloved sons, she's speaking to her priests, Consider with me the signs of the times in which you are living. The hearts of men have become cold, and the entire world has become a desert. But more than ever, you should have confidence in your heavenly mother. Look with me at times in which you are living, and you will see the indications of my extraordinary intervention. When the first buds appear upon the tree... You say winter is now drawing to an end, and that a new spring is approaching. I have pointed out to you the signs of the cruel winter to which the church is passing, in the purification which has become most painful. The spouse of my Jesus still appears covered with wounds, and darkened by her adversary, who seems to be in the process Of celebrating a total victory. He is convinced that he has won the victory within the church by the confusion which Mm -hmm. has corrupted so many of her truths, by the lack of discipline which has sown discord, by insubordination which has affected her interior unity, by an insidious and hidden persecution. Which has crucified her anew. But see how, in her worst winter, the buds of a renewed life are beginning to appear. They tell you that the hour of your liberation is near. For the church, a new springtime of the triumph of my immaculate heart is about to be born. She will still be the same church but a church renewed, illumined, made humbler, stronger, poorer, more evangelical by its purification, in order that she may make resplendent for all the glorious reign of my Son, Jesus.
2: Amen.
1: This will be the new church of light, and already many new buds may be seen sprouting on her branches. These are all those who have had confidence in their Heavenly Mother, You, apostles of my immaculate heart. You are these buds, my little children, who are consecrated to me and who live by my own spirit. You are these buds, faithful disciples of Jesus, desirous of living a life content for the world and for yourselves. Listen carefully. Listen to our virtues. In poverty, in humility, in silence, in prayer and mortification, In charity, in union with God, while at the same time you are unknown and scorned by the world. The time has arrived to come forth from the shadows in order to go and enlighten the world. (coughs) Present yourselves to everyone as my sons, for I am always with you. Let faith be the light that enlightens you in these days of darkness. And may you be consumed only by zeal for the honor and glory of God. Zeal, how much? Now this is important. Carry on the combat, sons of light. Even though you are still few in number, many will follow in your footsteps and will become part of my cohort because the hour for my battle has arrived. In this hardest of winters, it is you, my little ones, who are the buds that were gone forth from my immaculate heart, at which I place on the branches of the church to indicate to you that her most beautiful springtime is at hand. It will be like a new Pentecost for the church. Okay, then Father cassidy goes on to write that what, he says, the message we have just quoted reveals something of great importance for the whole church. Mary tells us that the triumph of her immaculate heart is identical with the new Pentecost for the church. This is what our Lord's been telling us. In doing so, she indicates that the new Pentecost prayed by Pope John the twenty third is soon to be experienced by us. Now, this is so important. These our Lord many times has said, My missionaries of the Across, you know how He's called them? My apostles of light. When I read this, I was like, wow, are they few in number? Yes! We have two, and we have, one, three lay missionaries. Now, I have to say something. When we speak about the missionaries of the cross priests, I will tell you, and that they're few in number, it is the same as the lay missionaries of the cross. How many fathers, how many men my brothers and sisters are living this that our Lord is teaching us. There's such few in number lay and consecrated priests. So when our Lord wants to lift up the missionaries of the cross you better believe he wants to lift up our priests but boy if he want to lift up our lay missionaries of the cross. And they have the same mission the same exact mission as the missionaries of the cross lived as fathers. And they have a great job to evangelize their brothers in a way that they can reach them in a way that sometimes priests can't. Because they have a union of heart as fathers, as family men. That is unique. So our Lord needs very much the missionaries for the cross for this mission. Our Lady in this message uses the word cohort. And I said, I've seen that message. Listen to what our Lord, our Blessed Mother, said to us in 2011. These are the words from our Lady to the crucified. A time is coming, and it is very near, in which life as you know it will cease to exist. You will experience hunger and much suffering, it is during this time that my reign will come. And through me, the power of the Holy Spirit will set the world on fire like you have never known. It is my army of wisdom souls that I am preparing for these decisive times. For it is their hidden lives, as one with my Eucharistic Son, that are being given the power from heaven to defeat Satan and all his principalities, And raise my son's cohort of holy priests to usher in my reign. You have been given a mission from the Father, and you will give birth to the missionaries of the cross through the hidden force of love of the mothers of the cross to help raise this holy cohort. Continue to live all we tell you and to suffer all with Jesus as I do. And all will take place in your life. According to the will of the Father. To me, this is such a confirmation. The words are the same. You must understand our mission, family. We are not a family that just prays for priests, even though we pray for priests continuously. Our Lord has given this family a mission in the church. The main mission we have is with our Blessed Mother to prepare the passage for the reign of the new Pentecost. It is the mission given to Conchita. Okay? Why are the priests so important for this mission? Because the new Pentecost, or the reign of the Immaculate Art of Mary, she's going to be ushered in by the priest. It is crucial for the, the plan of God for his priesthood to be cleansed. The ways of God are not the ways of the world. He's using the Edwin, the nothings of the world, the ones that look like plain and, you know, not much, He's using us to help bring forth the reign of his mother and with her the new Pentecost. This is all that Father Kosicki back a long time ago was writing in here. That is why
2: victim souls is crucial. Years ago, some of you don't know this, so I will tell you now. It's not part of my notes, but
0: our Lord gave me a very important vision.
1: Of where we were going. I was in prayer. And I saw our Blessed Mother at the entrance of a a church and the two doors open like a bride. And she's waiting to to walk in the, the main aisle. And Our Lady was a queen with a crown beautiful. And she was just standing there. And I see a red carpet. I see a red carpet in front of her. You know, like many times in a wedding, you see a red carpet. But all of a sudden, I was shocked. Within seconds, the red carpet, is I lifted, and I see what the red carpet is, they were bodies prostrated on the ground, covered in blood. And then he allowed me to see the victim's souls, and then, boop, again the carpet. And then all of a sudden, I see Father Jordy, holding up a big cross like this with a line of priests starting to walk on the carpet. Our Lord said, these priests will not reveal the love of Jesus to the world by holding up a cross though. The cross was significant of what all the priests are called to be. They are called to be loved, crucified themselves. The priests are called to to the world the love of Jesus Christ in themselves crucified as one with the Lord these are the apostles of light that our blessed mother speaks about who is sustaining these priests and helping the carpet unseen, unknown, that's us and praise be to God because to me it's an honor to be one of
0: those souls on the carpet. We mm-hmm. okay. need to get something, so you get this uh, another angle on this. This is going on when a pastor is... and she comes all excited with this, anointing one the spirit <laughs> and saying that, uh, the women are supposed to be the carpet that you step on. very same <laughs> 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 The women and putting them and all this, okay, and going okay, on. Okay, Now she's saying that women are carpet. I mean, this is going to go together and they're going to start saying that I'm influencing the person that I'm directing spiritually to think that she's a carpet. (laughs) And I'm really seeing a red flag big time. You know, it's just human reason, right? So I said, Lord, I don't know about this because I'm responsible to being the custodian of all these messages to make sure they're always orthodox and really are in line with the church. So I said, Lord, we, um, you know, I'm, I'm really concerned about this, and I was about to say, look, you know, let's not go into this, let's put it aside for now and pray about it, about <laughs> <laughs> this message, about the carpet, and this is really serious exactly what happened. So I said, let's, I mean, I told her, remember, I don't know about this thing of the carpet, you know, women being the carpet, but this doesn't sound right to me, so let's um, let's um, put it aside, and that week I was praying about it, because you always have to pray, because our logic is not the logic of the Lord. And, lo and behold, I open the diary of St. Faustina, Just like that, right? And this is what comes out. I will immolate myself for the benefit of souls. I will not count the cost of my sacrifice, any sacrifice. I will cast myself beneath the feet of my sisters like a carpet <laughs> on which they can not only thread but also wipe their feet. So she was even short. <laughs> I mean, Christina saying even wipe their feet. My place is under the feet of the sisters. I will make every effort to obtain that place unnoticed by others. It is enough that God sees this. Diary number 243. two hundred forty three. i going, wow. <laughs> then a little later, when I read uh, John Paul II and his memories, and this comes up, and it is in, in, in uh, John Paul's writings. Remember how he's remembered back in his ordination day, and he says, uh, when he was prostrated on the ground in front of the altar, and he says, Paul, oh, Peter, you are the floor. That others may walk over you, not knowing where they go. You guide their steps. You want to serve their feet. To pass as the rock serves the hoofs of sheep. The rock is gigantic. A gigantic temple floor. The cross to pasture. So imagine a, a, a sheep trying to get up a hill and putting her foot on the rock to be able to prop herself up. And she's also got yeah. a pasture. And, and the priests are supposed to be this rock to be stepped on. So not only the women are supposed to be carpet, now John Paul II is saying the priests are supposed to also be like rocks to be stepped on. So go, wow, double confirmation. <coughs> and just a little recently, I'm doing the office of reading, which every priest is supposed to do. And I must have read this. At least 35 times because 30 years of priesthood and 6 years of seminary life, you feel. And I quote now from St. Andrew of Crete, and this is the reading, Liturgy of the Hours, everybody, all the priests read this. Uh, By the way, Father's
1: on page eight. all of this is in
0: your manual. Yeah, you. okay. And uh, I don't know if, if Ron even remembers reading this because I never remember having read it until this year. And this is what St. Andrew, where, you know, this is uh, in the office. Quote, let us run to accompany him as he hastens towards his passion and imitate those who met him then, not by covering his path with garments, remember the Tom Sunday entrance, olive mm-hmm. branches or palms, but by doing all we can to prostrate ourselves before him by being humble and by trying to live as He would wish. Then we shall be able to receive the word uh, at His coming. And God, whom no limit can contain, will be within us. Let us spread before His feet, not garments or soothes olive branches, which delight the eye for a few hours and then wither, but ourselves, clothed in his grace, or rather clothed completely in him. We who have been baptized into Christ must ourselves be the garments that we spread before him. So you imagine Jesus now passing by, he's the high priest, and we are supposed to be the garments, not even for Jesus to step on, but Jesus's donkey to step on. <laughs> so it was like a triple confirmation. And of course, and now I say, okay, but, you know, I, I was fearful, but I was really fearful because of you, say, of people, but you're calling us to really, a radical thing it's confirmed by the saints in the church. So I just wanted you to, to see that. Yeah. In, 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 your, in your vision, the carpet, was the mothers of the cross, or were they just victim the souls? You
2: know, it wasn't
1: fear the body. So I, I, I took it as the mothers of the cross.
0: The
2: but, journey. Well, <laughs> that's, that's
1: it, yes, but you see, everything has developed step by step.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We really didn't have at that time when this happened. the missionaries of the cross. Our Lord has taken us step by step. So now, of course, our understanding is also grows. Um, I I feel that that carpet is, of course mothers and missionary. Ne- missionary and children. Mm. Very, very much Fatima.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, wow. you, you must I don't know how much time I have. There are, I'm gonna tell you certain pages you, you really need to, to um, study carefully. In this book, the Spirit of the Bright Take Complete study carefully this is chapter 8 on Mary, model and mother of the bride Maximilian Colby says something really incredible
0: Maximilian Colby says
1: that Mary is the quasi-incarnation of the Holy Spirit This is very significant. When I read this years ago, I think it went over my head. (laughs) And our Lord is bringing it back to me now. Why do I feel the Spirit moving me so strongly to focus on Mary? I feel that it is time that the Spirit and our Lord wants to give us all a much deeper understanding. Understanding is a gift of the Holy Spirit of who Mary is and Mary's relationship with the Holy Spirit. Maximilian Kolbe says, when we say Mary is the spouse, it falls very, very short. Maximilian Kolbe, I was going to read to you some of these things, but I I don't think I have time and it's very hard. So you are going to read this and study it on on your own. But it is very important where God is taking us. Our Lord has made a promise to us, my family, that we are going to receive, which we already are, the new Pentecost in advance, because we are part of the remnant in the church that is preparing the church, preparing the path through union with the crucified to a union with the Trinity, what Mary lives in this union with the Trinity is what where God wants to bring all of us. She is uh, how Father Casicky and Father Panel explain the model of where we are all called to go. In order for us to understand this and to go more to Mary, we need to understand her role. He explains. The words of Our Lady, Immaculate Conception,
2: Maximilian Coby, which is amazing. It, you must read this. When I read these words this
1: past week again, I was like in awe of what those words mean when Our Lady says that to Bernadette, that I am the Immaculate Conception. Because the one that is the Immaculate Conception is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is... Like you could say, from the love of the Father and the Son. So when Mary says, I am the Immaculate Conception, she just like when you get married, you take on the name of your spouse, Our Lady is taking on the name of her spouse, the Holy Spirit, who is the Immaculate Conception. And that's why Maximilian Kolbe understood that the union of Our Lady with the Holy Spirit, is even beyond spousal union. She is so united, so possessed, so filled with the Holy Spirit, that you could say, I am the incarnation of the Holy Spirit. Meaning, just like we can understand Conchita. What do we read so much about Conchita? The mystical incarnation. And she is an ordinary mom like most of us, and she receives the gift of the mystical incarnation. What is that (laughs) gift? That is that Jesus comes to possess her. That he's constantly with her. And she is constantly in that gift that she receives. She has a huge mission to constantly be offering up Jesus, crucified his love to the Father, and she won with him. So, This is crucial. Now, if we understand that, imagine the relationship between Mary and the Holy Spirit. It's even greater. The Holy Spirit is... Mary is fully possessed, fully one with the Holy Spirit. So when Mary tells Jesus at the wedding of Cana what to do, what is Jesus hearing immediately? In Mary, Jesus is hearing the Holy Spirit... You see? It's not it's the Spirit. Jesus possessed the Holy Spirit is telling Jesus now. Now is the time. First miracle.
2: And that's the hours of the fiat life. The first hour is the incarnation. The second hour is the wedding feast of Canaan. The third hour is the passion and death on the cross. So we give our will to God the Father, united to our Blessed Father second, we, we, we accept and love everything God chooses for us and the third are we ask him to become his victim soul a victim of love and reparation how is she possessed through her behold the hand of the Lord be it done to me according to that Lord mm-hmm. that prayer the chapter of the fear, has such power over the devil it's going to... The Lord of God is the key to heaven, and the key of the key is humanity, which are mentioning here, is very much what our Lord has given to me, and um, we have to go to our Lady. She takes us to the summit of union with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's the
1: perfect one. Right, and, and, and what it, it makes perfect sense... That to be the remnant in the church that God is using to bring forth the new Pentecost you know it's our, it's our lady and well, I'm going cl- to close reading to you real quick the third secret of Fatima the words of our Blessed Mother mm-hmm. this is actually the commentary, the explanation a little bit I'm only going to that's um, from the Vatican From the suffering of the witnesses there comes a purifying and renewing power because their suffering is the actualization of the suffering of Christ and the communication in the here and now of its saving effect. Beneath the arms of the cross, angels gather up the blood of the martyrs and with it they give life to souls, making their way to God. Now, this is very important, victim intercession. It is the blood of the martyrs are they, that they say gives life to souls that are struggling. How many times have we learned, especially the mothers of the cross, that we are given opportunities, grace, to suffer what others are suffering, to take it on ourselves, to help them on their way. That is the life of a victim intercessor, very much part of a life. It's at the heart of the message of Fatima. Here, the blood of Christ and the blood of the martyrs are considered as one. The blood of the martyrs runs down from the arms of the cross. The martyrs die in communion with the passion of Christ and their death becomes one with His. What's very important is, you see, most people in the church read this and what are they thinking of? The red martyrdom. That's what I thought. But we have something in a way that's not new, but something that's not taught, that God is teaching us. It is the martyrdom of the heart. The hidden interior martyrdom. The words of, of our Lord to that's why on the interior crucifixion, are at the very much at the heart of our formation and what God wants from us. So the red martyrs and the martyrs of, of the heart are one and of the same. Okay? That's very, very important. For the sake of the body of Christ, they complete what is lacking in his afflictions. Their life has itself become a Eucharist, part of the mystery of the which is dying yields abundant fruit. Again, very important. And that'll be another conference that we're going to give of how our Lord brings us to union with his Eucharistic life because we are each called to become living chalices and living hosts. Okay, this is all in the Fatima. Mm-hmm. The blood of the martyrs is the seed of the Christian, said Tertullian. As from Christ's death, from his wounded side, the church was born, so the death of the witnesses is fruitful for the future life of the church. Therefore, the vision of the third part of the secret, so distressing at first, concludes with the image of hope. No suffering is in vain, and it is a suffering church, a church of martyrs, which becomes a signpost for men in his search for God.